What if I told you there's a way to live the van life without actually buying a van at all? Purchasing a van, whether you're buying a Class B or doing a DIY van conversion, is a stressful and time-consuming part of van life. But I recently spoke to one young man named Johnny Mellon, who has figured out a way to combine his love of van life and travel without owning a van. In this episode of the Wayward Home Podcast, we'll talk all about how Johnny does this and what his life as a digital nomad looks like. Let's go! Welcome to the Wayward Home Podcast, all about van life, boat life, and nomadic living. We'll bring you tips, interviews, and stories from the road and on the water. Now, here's your host, Kristen Haynes. Hey there, I'm Kristen Haynes with thewaywardhome.com, and I spend half the year in my camper van and half on my sailboat in Mexico. I hope to help you achieve your nomadic living dreams. So are you curious about the van life, but just don't want to put in all the effort to find a van, buy it, fix it up, and get started? Well, I've got an interesting prospect for you. Johnny Mellon used to live the van life full time, but is now more a full-time traveler, splitting his time between van life, Airbnbs, and apartments around the world. I chatted with Johnny as part of the Van Life Virtual Summit I put on with Project Van Life, and I just love Johnny's approach to van life and travel in general. Let's get into it. So today I'm talking to Johnny Mellon, who had an epic van life adventure without even owning a van. So Johnny, we're really excited you're here to talk about this. Hi, Kristen. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the on the Van Life Summit this year. And yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, I've been able to rent vans um, along my travels um, without owning a van, so to speak. So that's been great. Um, and to rewind a little bit, um, you know, I'm from the Gold Coast in Australia. And, you know, when I was able to get my license, I actually used to own a van and I converted a van myself. So I guess that's where, you know, the the passion for overland travel began. Um, and yeah, growing up in the east coast of Australia, there's a lot of beaches, a lot of national parks, waterfalls, things like that. So, you know, in between work, uh, me and my friends, you know, would go on like little road trips down the coast and live out of our vans. Like they weren't massive motorhomes, just, you know, your standard panel van with a bed and little gas cooker in the back. So, you know, that was great. And um, yeah, so... You know, growing up there, I was always outdoors, surfing, skating, into photography, and I was very involved in the van life community. This is going back probably 2012, 2013 and 14, so 10 years ago now, and that's when, you know, Instagram was sort of kicking off and a lot of van life pages. So myself and my friends as well were getting a lot of sort of reposts from these big pages and a lot of, you know, questions um, from people that weren't doing van life and interested to know. So that was really great being involved in that. Um, But I guess I wouldn't say sadly, but like I kind of fell off that wagon because I decided that I wanted to move abroad, live abroad and, and, um, you know, start traveling full time. And I started an online business, which is a travel blog that I have now. I do a lot of photography and work with tourism boards. So that's become my, you know, my full time gig. So Unfortunately, I had to sell the van that I had and, you know, those funds allowed me to, to get overseas and, yeah, start, start you know, create like creating content on the blog and Instagram and things like that. So, um, but then I realized like I missed the van life. So, you know, abroad in all these different countries I was going to, I was trying to rent, you know, do overland travel wherever I could. But that meant renting, having to rent a van. Uh, which is great. Like I've been using, using Travelers Autobahn. If anyone is familiar with them, they, you know, they've got vans available in the US, also Australia and New Zealand that just launched in Japan now, I believe as well. 
so yeah, they've been really great to um, to work with and and rent vans from um, all over the world on my trips. That's cool. Yeah, we, I've started to see some more of the travelers' auto barn vans driving around. You know, California and Oregon. I feel like they're um, you know up and they're just becoming more and more popular. So. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, what they look like and what they're like inside, what kind of amenities they have. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, even just like from a, a user's experience on their website, it's really easy to find, um, you know, a van in, you know, the country that you're planning on traveling to. So searching for the dates, they've got great customer support as well. If you ever need to reach out to them and ask any questions before booking and things like that. So plenty of pick up and drop off locations very affordable and competitive rates compared to some other uh, companies out there. I've found them just really comfortable um, inside, reliable, easy to drive. They're, most of them, um, I would say all of them, uh, depending on which model of van that you get, uh, they're fully equipped. Um, so they've got a seating area that transforms into a double bed. Um, that's in the Koga camper van. I believe some of other of their vans, they may already have the bed that's just fully fixed. And then also they've got like a fridge and freezer that runs on solar, uh, the gas stove top, a microwave, kitchen sink, running water, cooking utensils, all the bedding. If it's winter, they provide a heater as well and a heated blanket, which was great because I traveled um, in the US during winter <laughs> and it was very cold. Um, but those, you know, the heater and the and the heated blanket kept us warm at night. Um, they also have like USB power outlets, a 24 volt power Um they can hook up to when you're plugged into a campsite through the electricity. Lots of storage. And I could go on. There's, there's many more features inside these vans. Cool. And is it a big enough van that you can stand up in it and walk around in it? Yeah. So the Kurgo camper van, which is the main one that I usually go for, it's I think it sleeps up to three or maybe even four people, but it's it's perfect for two people because um, it gives it allows you to have more storage up in the in the top part. And yeah, that you can fully stand up in them. Otherwise, the more budget ones, they're a more of a panel van, so they don't have the the higher the high top, you know, roof capacity. So you can't stand up in those, unfortunately. But depending on how long the trip is that you're doing as well, you know, if you're only doing a, a five day trip or something like that, maybe the more budget ones would be come in handy. And yeah, you you don't really need to be standing up. But for like a, a any anywhere from two weeks to four weeks or even longer, like I. I always go for the one that you can stand up in. It's more livable and um, yeah, just more comfortable as well. Totally. And you um, you took a few trips in these vans or a couple so far, at least. Tell us a little bit about like where you went in in one of these vans. Yeah. So the first trip I did with Travelers Autobahn was in the east coast of Australia. So I picked up the van in Brisbane and drove it all the way down to the south coast, New South Wales. I took it out to um, Mount Kosciuszko, which is where the snowfields are in Australia. So that was a a three or four week trip, I believe, and it pretty much just hugged the coastline all the way down. Did a few like day trips inland to the hinterland areas to um, visit some waterfalls and go on some hikes and things like that. So that's always a great trip, I think, in Australia is just hugging the coastline and there's there's lots of things to see and do along the way. And another trip I did with him, as I mentioned, in, was the Southwest USA states. So I actually picked up the van in LA. And I had it for four weeks. So, yeah, headed north first up to San Fran and then cut across over into Yosemite Valley. Uh, also went all the way down to, I believe it was Sequoia. Mm -hmm. um, and then inland even more further into Vegas and Zion and then looped back around down into Arizona, Sedona, and then back to the coastline um, in L LA four weeks later. So that was a, a mammoth trip. And 
didn't have any issues with the van at all like it unlimited miles as well which is great so you can just go anywhere in the time frame that you've booked it for um and then the trip i'm doing next month will be in new zealand so i've got a, a rental for two weeks uh, in the north islands so that's going to be a great trip i haven't fully planned out the itinerary but i have done a van trip in the u.s uh, sorry in new zealand about eight years ago now where i actually purchased a van because i knew i was going to be there for two months um, so I'm hoping, um, you know, to follow a similar route, coastlines, inland to some of the lakes and, and yeah, just have a, have a great time. That's so cool. I think that's such a neat way to travel for people to keep in mind that not only can you do it here in the States, but you can go to a foreign country and rent a van like this. It's way better than a hotel, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And just overland travel in general, um, you know, you, you really appreciate the smaller moments. I know, you know, people want to like some, you know, tips I always like to say is travel slow. Um, you know, you don't always have to be trying to cram in so many things um, into the time frame that you have to take a holiday or take a trip. Um, yeah, you will definitely appreciate traveling slower and enjoying the, the smaller moments for sure. And yeah, just I feel like in any country where it's possible, there's like especially the US, especially Australia, New Zealand, there's such like, I guess, countries where it's it's so easy to travel over land. Whereas I guess if you're going to like a the Maldives or something like that, um, or even Indonesia, it's not well set up for camper van trips. And because there are, you know, lots of um, islands, you can't, you know, it makes it more difficult to sort of cross over to other islands um, when you're traveling overland. So there are definitely some countries that are better than other and a lot more facilities to cater for people traveling in a van as well. Yeah. And when you were doing this, did you mostly stay in campgrounds or did you take the van out boondocking or, or what did you do? Uh, for the most part, um, I would say campgrounds, um, especially in Australia, very affordable. The US was actually, we found some of the campsites to be more expensive than a motel, <laughs> no. which um, which kind of, yeah, was interesting to me. But, um, you know, because it was winter, we we really needed to be plugged into the, to the campsites to, to be able to run that heater. But in saying that, like, you know, it's always good to get off the beaten track. And uh, I think it's called, I'm not sure the term in um, the States for like the free camp zones. There are a lot of, a lot of those around, especially if you have a van with solar, which the, the Travelers Autobahn van did um, in the US. So that was great. We did spend a few nights um, outside of camp zones. And uh, yeah, I feel like you get a better view that way to a better location. Like you can wake up to the, to the ocean or, you know, with an epic view of the mountain out the back window or something like that. So yeah, I like to mix it up a little bit between the two. Yeah, that's usually what we do as well. It's kind of nice to have the amenities of a campground, but then going out and wild camping somewhere is free and just yeah, so yeah. beautiful. And that that's cool. These vans come with solar in the States. That seems like a, a definite benefit for... Absolutely. <laughs> actually, for California and the Southwest, there's a good amount of sun in those areas for you to keep that thing charged. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So what made you choose... Uh, Travelers Autobahn in the first place? I know there's tons of rental companies out there, but why did you gravitate toward them? I think it was word of mouth um, going back to the trip I did in, in Australia first with them. Um, and yeah, just, you know, spoken to some friends that rented from them. And um, yeah, like they just said they had a great time, had no issues with it. And I guess, you know, the the competitive rates as well was definitely, um, you know, stood out amongst other other rentals. Yeah, and same with the unlimited miles you mentioned, because I know some that companies like cap you at a hundred, and that's you're not going to get anywhere. 
right? <laughs> miles, like in these huge, these big countries and coastlines and stuff. Like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's so, yeah, that's positive. definitely an added added advantage for sure. And like, how does it feel to be in a rental van after you had your own van for a while? Like, what are some of the differences? I would say it's um, the the setups are very like they're very functional, but not as homely as you know the van a, a van would be if you were to convert it yourself. And it all comes down to as well, like when it when you are converting a van, what you know sort of hobbies you're into, and you know things to think about when it comes to storage. Like for me, I surf, so in the van that I had, I had you know surfboard racks um, mounted on the inside, also the roof racks on top. Just small things like that to to make it more functional and homely, um, you know, tailored towards I guess your hobbies and um, and the things that you enjoy, like a, a bookshelf and things like that. Yeah, and so I'm curious because yeah, we carry like five boards on our van as well, like <laughs> surfing and windsurfing and paddleboarding and really a lot of water sports. So does the yeah. Travelers Auto Barn van have a place to put a surfboard on it, like a rack at all, or or did they not come with those? That's a great question, and we actually. Um, we're able to because we went down to the snow as i mentioned in the van so there's plenty of storage where we were able to put our snowboards in we threw our surfboards in there as well we weren't able to put them on top of the van uh they didn't have because it was the high top they didn't have any um rack or or cases up there so we just we had them um slotted down the the middle corridor um in the van and it fit perfectly as well for when we converted the couch into a bed and the table into the bed so it was, you know, we managed and then when we pulled up to a spot, we would just, you know, take the boards out, slide them under the van. And that way we had, you know, more of like a, a thoroughfare um, in the back of the van. So it wasn't getting in the way at all. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And do these vans come with any sort of like bathroom or shower units or anything? Off the top of my head, I'm not sure with their larger vans. They might um, have those facilities, but in the Kruger camper van, uh, the one that I've I've only rented, um, there's none of that. So, yeah, usually, you know, that's, I guess, the benefits of parking up at a campsite, just being able to use those facilities, even things like laundry as well. These campsites have washing machines and dryers and, um, yeah, so it is it is something to, I guess, take into consideration when, when booking a van or, you know, converting a van if you want to have those um luxuries <laughs> i know they definitely are we don't have that either we have a solar shower in our van so <laughs> yeah <laughs> sometimes going to a campground is nice and taking a long hot shower but we we tend to rough it but definitely something yeah, for yeah. people to consider when choosing a van rental so <laughs> sure i think they do have those camp showers that you can fill up with water and um you know the portable ones as you said otherwise if you're on the coastline especially in australia and i'm sure the u.s as well down at the beaches they have you know They've got toilets there. They've got fresh water showers, so it's not hard to find um, a spot to scrub up. <laughs> yep, I totally agree. They're everywhere, so that's very positive. <laughs> yeah, so um, do you have any tips for people who are thinking of, of, of renting vans? Like, what should they look for in a van? Uh, yeah, I mean, as the benefits we've spoken about, like looking for something with unlimited miles, Um you know, look at maybe booking in the off season. As I said, I traveled the US uh, in winter and yeah, it was, you know, there's plenty of vans available. Plus, um, you know, at all, all of the national parks, there was fewer tourists. So it was easy, um, you know, to, I guess, get great shots without a lot of people around. Um, and also finding a campsite as well, like during the off season, it's a lot easier. Whereas I'm sure, you know, in the US, um, I've heard in the summer, it can be very hard to, to find a spot if you're 
you know, and you want to be flexible as well. Like you may have a change of plans. You want to go to Yosemite tomorrow, but you try and book and there's, there's nowhere for you to stay. So I think just, yeah, really planning ahead, um, having a bit of an itinerary, making sure you're booking in those, those campsites if you need them, um, well in advance. And yeah, again, just, just taking it slow. You may want to, you know, see 10 places in, in a week, but cut that down to five and, spend a couple of days in each of those spots and really get to to know a place as well. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes I recommend that people go and rent a van before they, you know, buy one or convert one. Um what do you think about that as kind of test driving vans beforehand? Oh, absolutely. Like it's it's easy to get caught up um in social media when you see, you know, people actually living and, and traveling in a van. But um, you know, sometimes you see the behind the scenes like you know, things are just everywhere. Like, <laughs> whereas like, um, how it's portrayed sometimes it's, it's all the good stuff. Um, but yeah, d- like for sure, definitely rent a van for a week or two, or even a few days. And, or even if you have a friend that has a van, just ask to borrow it and, um, and see if, you know, it's something for you. Um, and yeah, like it, you really have to, um, you know, be happy with, uh, just, I guess, like living in a small space for one, (laughs) Um, packing minimal, like you can't have, you know, if it's winter, you can't have 10 jackets. Maybe you just have one or two jackets and be fine with, you know, having to wear those like (laughs) it's throughout the week or whatever. Um, So, yeah. I, I agree with you with what you said is is to rent one before you go and buy one. Yeah, it does look a certain way on social media. When you get in the van, it's wonderful and also difficult at the same time. And sometimes yeah. people don't realize that part. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> no experience trying to find the campsites every day and, you know, the right bathroom facilities and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Good reason to rent. <laughs> so cool. So you live kind of a hybrid model right now, right? Where you're in, you're a nomad, correct? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I've yeah. been living on the roads. Um, well, I say on the road, uh, living abroad, traveling and, and, um, working online since 2017. So coming into, yeah, the sixth year of digital nomadism. Wow. Cool. And so between the van, the van rentals, um, what kinds of facilities are you typically staying in? Uh, usually like an Airbnb, um, whether it's, you know, if I'm going, I travel with my partner. So if we're going somewhere um, for a month, we'll, we'll try and book maybe one or two um, places um, within that country or destination and um, have a base. And then from there, just do like smaller day trips or even a multi-day hike or something, leave, you know, the bulk of our luggage in the accommodation and then take off, um, you know, just with a small backpack or something like that. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, with the with when we're traveling full time, when I when I what I mean by that is like we have a base in Bali, so we've got a, a villa that we're um, renting there, and when we're not there, um, we're on we're we're just living out of our suitcases basically. So, um, and when we're not staying in a place for a month, we're just hot- basically just from hotel to hotel, or sometimes we get collaborations with resorts and things like that, at trips with tourism boards where they'll invite us out to a destination for a week. So. All of the logistics and accommodation is covered, so it's a bit here, there, and everywhere. Um, a bit of a bit of a challenge, but it's also you know keeps things interesting, keeps life fun, and yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, definitely at some point, like, would love to have another van again. Whether that be probably Australia, I would say, because I've still got my family and friends there, so somewhere to store it. Um, and there's more of Australia that I want to see as well. 
Wow, that sounds like such an interesting lifestyle. And it's a good reminder that people don't have to be a full-time van lifer. You know, they can be a full-time nomad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to to put the parts together. And I think that's a good reminder. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. And some people do like pet sitting and, you know, other ways of, of travel where, you know, it's very affordable and then you can go get in the van for a while. So I think that's really neat. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. There's there's so many ways, like you don't have to start an online business to be able to travel and work full time. Like, as you said, you, you can do house sitting, house swaps, things like that. There's, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of ways that you can make it happen if it is something that is of interest to you or even, you know, moving abroad and, um, like purchasing a van if you want to spend a few months in a country and then you can sell the van when you leave as well. So Yeah, that's that's good advice too. You could do that in New Zealand, Australia or Europe or, or wherever. Just purchase a cheaper van for a little while and resell. That's <laughs> it, for sure. And then, you know, it's it's like free accommodation for, for that whole time that you're in that destination. Yeah. Very from like the fuel costs and things like that. But for the most part, yeah. Yeah, at least you get to cook a lot of your own food. So I think that helps, um, you know, with the costs a little bit. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's helpful. Very cool. budget friendly. Yeah. After New Zealand, do you have any other uh, van trips planned or is that it for the foreseeable future? Uh, after New Zealand, we're heading back over to uh, first the Maldives and then to Europe uh, for a few months. And we're actually hoping to get a van for a month Um my partner's parents are from Switzerland and, you know, they live there. So we're going to try and get a van uh, for a month uh, in June and try to do some travels around Switzerland in a van. We've done a lot of trips throughout Switzerland, like by train, um, just by car, like some day trips, um, but never like a f like in the camper van. So that's definitely something that we want to achieve this year and, yeah, and spend some time on the road over there because the landscapes and lakes and everything over there is just phenomenal. Oh, that sounds amazing. Very cool. Yeah. So where can people find find you online to follow all your adventures? I would say definitely um, my, mo my main channel is Instagram. So um, at Johnny Mellon, that's J-O-N-N-Y dot Mellon, as in watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> and the blog as well is johnnymellon.com. Cool. Well, I look forward to watching all your journeys and seeing the van, the Traveler's Autobarn vans. They're also a sponsor of the Summit, which I should mention because they're super awesome. And I'm excited to go try one. I might have Absolutely. to do it. I think I have to do a New Zealand trip in one of those. <laughs> I really want oh, to go. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll be doing some itineraries from there. So, um, yeah, maybe I can send those across to you to get some inspo. But yeah, there's yeah. there's lots of uh, lots of great trips to be had. And yeah. Traveler's Autobahn, huge shout out because they've been amazing and yeah, totally recommend them. I'll be using them, um, you know, on, on most of my trips where where they offer, you know, pick up and drop off locations. So, And I do like that. That's something else I wanted to mention that, is, that you can pick up and drop off in different places with them. Is that correct? At different hubs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there is a small fee if you're dropping it off in a in a different location, but it's, you know, it's nothing outrageous, um, maybe 50 or $100 or something like that. Um, which is great when, you know, you're in a destination, um, where you can, you know, if you're flying into say Auckland and then you want to fly out from Christchurch in the South Island of New Zealand, that's an option. Um, and it just, you know, gives you more flexibility, more freedom, um, as opposed to having to do like a, a round trip. That's also a very good point. So cool. I'm glad we got to talk about Traveler's Autobarn and hopefully everybody will go check them out if they want to rent a van. So a really cool way to do the van lifestyle. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Kristen. 
Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wayward Home Podcast. As a quick recap, Johnny uses the camper van rental service Traveler's Auto Barn to rent vans whenever the van life urge strikes. I'll add a link to Traveler's Auto Barn down in the show notes. They're available in so many different countries around the world, and they're also way more affordable than other van rentals I've seen. Also, if you'd like to connect with me on email, I share all sorts of nomadic living tips and stories from my life in the sailboat and my camper van on the Wayward Homes email list. To sign up, just go to thewaywardhome.com forward slash subscribe. See you there.